Sports fans rejoice. You're listening to my team, my voice with MTMV Sports. Yo, it's your girl, Fresh of Love, and you are listening to MTMV Sports. Keep it locked. And now, the time fight fans all across the globe have been waiting for. It's the MTMV main card with your man, The Voice. And I have my man, co-host, the uh, utility man, the, 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 the cleanup man. Uh, whatever you need him to be, he will be trying to be like Jesus. Just the I, the I am that I am of MTNV Sports. None other than Will T. What's going on, man? Man, it feels wonderful, man. It feels wonderful. And we had an amazing a week, a fight last week. So I'm I'm ready to get into it, man. How you feeling today? Man, I am feeling good, and I am yet on that uh, fistic high from uh, from last week. You you're right. I mean those fights. That's all I've been talking about this week is uh, Chandler Ferguson, Bivol, and Canelo. I have to say it that way now because of Bivol's win. And um, uh, Charles Oliveira doing what he did uh, in in that fight with Gage. It was good fights. I got to say the highlight was the Bivol fight. But seeing homie say that he wanted the smoke in all the belts after the fight, I was like, well... (laughs) <laughs> Let's get to it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm excited to, to hear about uh, the recap from last week. We got some great fights to cover uh, this week. Um, one of the fights I was excited about was uh, actually a voice marquee matchup for last week, which was uh, Michael Chandler versus uh, Tony Ferguson. Now, voice, we always talk about the voice marquee matchup. Tell us what entails you to decide what is going to be the voice marquee matchup for that week. All right, so. I try to pick a marquee matchup for each MMA card. Uh, and that just goes back to the genesis of the main card when I was only covering MMA before I started covering boxing as well. So I still will do it for those, not necessarily for the boxing, because uh, I'm still getting my feet under me uh, with reacquainting myself with the boxing game so i just stick to the main event for that but for mma i will give a marquee matchup in the marquee matchup uh there are a number of factors that uh go into the criteria one of the factors is the excitement factor like what fight am i most excited to see you know because of the matchups and then and because of what the fighters bring i was most excited to see the um Chandler Ferguson fight because the fact that neither of them are really inborn fights so you knew that it had a high potential to be one that got a performance bonus uh, from the UFC Bellator they undo the performance bonuses but it's still something that is really intriguing you got different styles that uh, should match up well and make for an exciting fight it's also something that or I should say another factor maybe uh title implications like ooh you know the, these fighters are, are ranked here and here and whoever wins this fight should you know move up in the rankings you know it, it's important so because it's an important fight it can be the voices marquee matchup and then uh two other criteria one it cannot be the main event or a title fight those i mean it's automatic that those are important fights this is that one that's kind of that may be under the radar or may not be but just that one that that's that may not be getting the same level of pub because of uh, people not knowing about. So it is to expose people to different fighters as well. And then last but not least, it's going to be the voices marquee match. But I know that we are uh, journalists, but I admittedly throw my integrity out the window whenever <laughs> we are covering or whenever someone from St. Louis or Nigeria is fighting. I am not going to be unbiased. I am going to tell, well, I mean, I can be unbiased and sharing with you what's going on, but know that it's going to be the voice marking matchup because I'm excited about it. I want to see it because it's got somebody from St. Louis or Nigeria uh, or of Nigerian and St. Louis descent in it. I want to see it. I got to see it. And you're going to hear about it. (laughs) 
Well, I appreciate you for sharing the fact that there are going to be times where you're unbiased. It's definitely appreciated. So I know that there was a lot that was actually covered uh, in the fight night update that we'll definitely get a, get a chance to, uh, to take a look into. Um, but we got some great fights to cover this week. Um, how are you feeling about everything that's going on this weekend? Oh, this this week is uh, um, it's a good week of fights. Of course, it's not as charged a week as last week because you had two pay-per-views going on at the same time. Thank God for two TVs. That's why God made two TVs. But anyway, um, so it doesn't have that feel to it, but there's some definitely uh, fights that are worth time and worth having two TVs for it too because uh, it'll be going on uh, at the same time. A lot, lot of really good fights this weekend. Uh, both on the boxing end as well as uh, for MMA. I mean, well, let's not keep the people waiting, boys. Let's let's go ahead and and, and get into it. So, uh, the first one that we're actually gonna uh, get into is actually the UFC Fight Night, um, which I believe was originally scheduled for the UFC 33. I believe it's a uh, uh, Blockovich and Rockets. I'm sorry mm-hmm. for their names. I'm no, gonna- you got it. You hit, you hit it um, on the nail. Uh, Gold Star. So after originally being scheduled uh, for UFC 33, um, it's actually taking place on the 14th in Las Vegas at the UFC Apex. Um, now, Blockovich was originally injured uh, before the rescheduled fight. Um, and he's looking to actually get back into title contention and following that, that loss to uh, Glover Teixeira last October. So, boys, how are you feeling about this fight? And, 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 and what are we excited to see for this one? This fight is very, very important because of the things that you said. It has major title implications. Light heavyweight used to be the the, the Hollywood division of MMA and specifically the UFC. I mean, many of the fighters that you know of from the UFC, the ones who put the UFC on the map, people like Chuck Liddell, people like Tito Ortiz, people like Randy Couture, they all plied their trade at uh, light heavyweight. Also, you know, Rashad Evans, your John Jones, these are all light heavyweights. So this has been historically the the, the the division that gets all the attention not so much anymore since John Jones has left and even before he left he beat everybody so soundly that people really kind of stopped paying attention to it and the, the division is light it's really light anyone can win at any time i.e. Uh, Glover Teixeira who is one of the oldest light heavyweights on the UFC roster winning and beating um beating Blockovich soundly. I mean, everyone was kind of happy about it. It's like, hey, the old guy, he finally won. You know, last time he fought, he fought John Jones and John uh, destroyed him over five rounds. So having John not fighting at light heavyweight actually is good because it, it brings about a lot of parity. Um, so again, anyone can, can win at any time. Rockage has been just on a tear, an absolute tear uh, since he's been uh, in the UFC and even before the UFC. I mean, he's 14 and two overall and he's four and one in his last five fights. Uh, split them. He got one, two, lost one, then one, two more. Uh, whoever wins this fight should be next in line for the light heavyweight title uh, that'll be defended um, I believe next month between Glover Teixeira and Yuri Prohaska. So, um, so it, it's really important. Rockets probably has a little f- further way to go than uh, than Blakovich because Blakovich was a champion. Uh, you know, he uh, screaming Polish power and carrying the the Hangman's uh, noose piece and, and all that stuff. He, you know, he, he's got he's got a profile. He's the former champion. You know, he's got a profile, been fighting for a while. Rockage is a little newer to the UFC. And unfortunately for him, he wins. But his wins aren't anything really to write home about. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, that happened. Yeah, okay, you, he won. You know, it, it's it's dominant. You know, it's usually shutting people out. But he's not doing a whole lot in it. So, I mean, there's, no, there's nothing really that stands out about him so for him he needs 
a definitive, uh, um, really career defining performance. And that that just goes without saying. You're fighting the former champion right off of him just losing his title. You need to really bring your A game because this is the 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 best of the best out there. And he really needs to have a good showing. If he just goes out there and, and you know kind of controls by wrestling or you know kind of uh, pot shots with with different um, strikes and you know nothing that really is standing out. He's probably going to put himself yet another fight uh, behind the other people for a title shot. I mean, it sounds like either way, it's a, it's a win-win for, for fight fans. I mean, Rockage is someone who... Go ahead. Blokovich is is probably on the the the, the vengeance path of, of getting the the rematch that he probably feels like he rightfully deserves. So I, I feel like maybe it's a win-win no matter what. Yeah. It it should be a win win because of the approach, but again, Blackovich has, has had some stinkers as of late. I mean, his last three fights have not been been really anything to write home about. He uh, lost to Vulcan Ozdemir, a fight that really kind of went could have gone either way. I mean, literally, it was a split decision loss. Then he beat Anthony Smith, which Anthony Smith's a former title challenger, you know, big name, but it really, I can't tell you what happened. I forgot he fought Anthony Smith. And then I remember him fighting Tiago Santos. And that was like, okay, are you, who's going to hit who? What kind of what's going to happen is Santos has had those fights. Like he had a fight like that against Johnny Walker as well, that it was just really nondescript. So his last, you know, you, uh, you're only as good as your last fight. And his last three fights have not been that good. So, it, again, if it's just some nondescript fight, you know, that he wins, but, you know, there's nothing to talk about after the fact, then there's not going to be much to talk about after the fact. And here's the thing. This is his, uh, this fight is his third headlining fight in a row. You're headlining cards, and nobody really has anything to say about you. <laughs> It, you know the UFC is not a meritocracy it's about what have you done for me lately and what can you bring to the table I'm a believer in the underdog but like I said we'll see what we'll see what happens moving from the UFC to Bellator we got well, hold on before we go to Bellator uh gotta give you the, the voice of Marky matchup for oh, that card uh which again this goes to uh what we spoke about before as to what makes the voice marquee matchup. Um, this one is going to be, or I should say on this card, it's going to be uh, the ladies fight. So the fight between Caitlin Chukagian and Amanda Hebas. They're fighting at flyweight. Um, Chukagian challenged for the flyweight belt, mm, I think last year and just got destroyed but then again name someone who doesn't get destroyed by Valentina Shevchenko uh I you can only name one person and that's um that is the featherweight champion former bantamweight champion uh Amanda Nunez and all that was at bantamweight since she's dropped down to uh to flyweight she's been like the female Demetrius Johnson she's just killing everybody makes it look too easy like nobody's on her level uh Kivas is a name she's someone who you know has really done a lot of good work as far as uh her fighting career in MMA and specifically in the UFC is concerned they're both four and one in the last five fights uh Hibas was fighting at strawweight uh she's fighting again at flyweight now uh but there's a lot of promotional push behind her um you know the, the ufc likes her she's got uh, all the stuff that they like <laughs> as far as um uh fighters are concerned and she beat a very very tough uh verna jandaroba in her last fight you know so uh taking on a a, a fighter like chukagi is really a big deal for her you know and and you know she does well she you know she comes out on top she will be on the short list for people at flyweight 
as far as the title is concerned. And this is her first fight at Flyweight. Everything else has been at Strawweight. So that, that's another reason why this is important. And for Chikagian, it's about keeping her spot. You know, she's like number two ranked overall as far as uh, Flyweight is concerned. And if she wants to stay where she is, she's got to keep winning. Wow. Well, <laughs> that that definitely sounds like a a, a, a voice marquee fight, especially depending, especially when you think about everything that you said it entails. Them. So that'll be inside, exciting to see, especially considering the fact that it's not the main event uh, on the card. So definitely looking forward to that. that that's why uh, that's why we do it to to bring some shine to some fights on the card that uh, may be a bit under the radar. Things you should be paying attention to, and just letting you know why. What's good, everybody? It's your man, the myth, the legend, the voice. Did you get a chance to catch the MTNV live show this week? Give it a listen to hear all the spicy talk about the hot topics in sports, including the Fight Nights update. Because we love our fight fans so much, I'm adding it to this week's main card. As you enter the Fight Nights update arena, rest assured, when you leave, you will be a champion of combat knowledge. Hey, how y'all doing? Oh, blessed to be here with the voice. Voice, how you doing today, man? Oh man, you know I'm I'm in fight heaven. It has just been a phenomenal like last 30 days of fights. Look, um, I'm filling in for Will T tonight, y'all. Look, this is, I'll, I'll say this. I am excited, though, that I'm here for this because I'm here at the precipice of history, right? Like, I'm here right after history happens. And I'm saying history because nobody expected for the, the upset that we saw over the weekend. Voice, you didn't expect it, right? Talk to me about that fight, man. Talk to me about Canelo going down. Well, I, I'm a little disappointed with uh, your statement because if you listen to the update last week i said this was the hardest fight that canelo had and that the last time he fought someone at 175 pounds that he got whooped until he knocked old boy out so i knew that this could happen whether it would happen or not i you know you, you don't know until people get in there but i was one who was firmly in the camp of canelo might lose this fight now, what did happen, I expected, which was the Vegas judges to not get it right. I mean, they, they did overall in the sense that he won the fight. But 15 to 13, I mean, 115 to 113, that fight was not nearly that close. Man, so do you feel like, what's next for Canelo then? Ooh, who knows what's next for Canelo? I, I know uh, that B-Ball is definitely cashing in right now though like floyd mayweather cashed in uh that that uh that ticket but anyway b-ball's cashing in because he he wants all the smoke he's like okay yeah you know i i won i won at my weight class i walk around around the same amount of weight as canelo walks around 185 182 let's go ahead and do this at 168 and i'll take all your belts he wants all the smoke and i am here for it uh canelo says he wants to fight again now more than likely because of the rematch clause in there that would be at 175 uh but i like that 168 talk he's he talking real spicy and i like it i like it a lot do you think we get a rematch and do you think the rematch draws as, as much attention as the first fight oh yeah yeah if they do the rematch again it'll do better than this fight because going in fight fans knew who bivar was the populace did not know now they know who he is and with all the talk that he's doing now yeah it, it will be a much bigger fight because people will want to see was that a fluke or is bivar the real deal did he embarrass canelo it looked it, it felt like he taught him a boxing lesson is that what happened i won't i wouldn't say that he embarrassed canelo but he was just able to do things that other people couldn't do let's think of the the fight that canelo had with smith about a year or so ago 
that same arm that Canelo beat up and it was bruised, it looked like Smith's uh, uh, muscle was detached. I mean, it looked like he had like three muscles. So, no, he, he just was able to withstand uh, Canelo's pressure and he used the jab. Jabbing is fundamental in boxing. Wow, okay. Now, let's go into a little bit of um, the Uf- Uf- UFC, right? So let's talk about UFC 274. Um, what, what do you have for that? Oh, man, what I have is that y'all need to listen to me when I give you the voice of marketing matchup. I give it to you for a reason. It's because it's likely to be a uh, performance bonus uh, winner, and that was the case. Uh, my man, High Ridge, Missouri's own Michael Chandler uh, probably got the knockout of the year knocking out Tony Ferguson with a front kick to the chin they slowed down the, the picture so he's uh, got the duck face look oh my goodness looks like the man aged 50 years with one kick it was phenomenal and then now we're, we're going to skip over the uh, the Nami Yunus and Esparza fight because it was worth skipping Fortunately, they got two TVs now, and the Canelo fight was on at that time, so I missed it, and I'm glad I did. But the main event, oh my goodness, Charles Oliveira. Put your hands together for the man. He is a king without a crown. He lost his title on a scale, but he beat the sleeves off of Justin Gagey. And it was such a, a, a power pack round. I mean, he got knocked down two times. He came back to knock Gagey down. Uh, tapped him out and Gage said he would never tap out. He wound up falling asleep uh, as soon as the the uh, the choke was let off of him. All of that in one minute. I mean, I mean one round. It was it was phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. Did you feel it was fair for him to lose his title on the scale? Yeah, if you don't make weight, you can't get the the title. That's how it works uh, across all combat sports. If you don't weigh in on weight for the title fight, you can't win the title. That sucks. That really does. Do you have any Bellator news for us today? Oh, yeah. Bellator 281 will be in London, England. Uh, and Bellator's own English uh, man, uh, MVP, is going to be challenging for the interim title on that card versus um, uh, Logan Storley. It should be a really good fight, unfortunately, for MVP. Storley's got his kryptonite as a phenomenal wrestler, uh, but we'll still sure get caught. You know, you, you just never know. So, last question for me. This is like a this is a, a Rick question, right? Everybody may not have this question. What would it take for Bellator to to rule the airwaves and to rule the fight world like the UFC, UFC does? The UFC would have to fold. Is that it? That's the only way. That or or you know what that or a lot of change has to take place as far as legislature is concerned and uh, with contracts and, and who can fight for what if if it were more like boxing where the titles were universal and not necessarily held by a promotion that would make a lot of changes as well as the fighters being able being free to fight who they want to fight uh, and yeah those things would have to change. Wow. Okay, voice, you got anything else for us, bro? Hey, uh, we will have an episode of the main card coming out where we will dive into all of the fights in May that are worth watching. So uh, be tuned in to the MTNV Sports Podcast channel uh, for that when it drops probably later this week. All right. Thank you, voice. We appreciate you, man. Getting into Bellator 281, I'm excited to hear your thoughts on this. Now, we have an amazing card here, headlined by not one, but two main events here. So, uh, uh, Michael uh, Venom Page was actually supposed to take on, originally, Yaroslavo uh, Amos? Yaroslav uh, Amosov. Correct. Now, now he was actually pretty <laughs> Um And, I, man, I, I tried so hard to say that gentleman's name. I'm so sorry to that gentleman. Um, but due to, of course, the uh, war in Ukraine, he was actually replacing his bout by uh, Logan Storley. Um, so we'll get a chance to see a welterweight title there. But then we also found out that uh, it was actually bumped up to a co-main event um, as we get uh, uh, Lyoto Machida um, returning to middleweight with the goal of snapping his losing streak against Fabian Edwards. 
Now, that one, there's been a lot of spicy talk, including Fabian Edwards saying earlier today, listen, when I beat this man, I don't want to hear nothing about him being old. Um, so let's go ahead and quiet that down. So, voice, give us your thoughts on Bellator 21 and all the spiciness that's going on there. Yeah, well, uh, if you know anything about the Edwards boys, so Rocky Edwards and the UFC and Fabian in Bellator, uh, uh, they got some miles on them. Uh, this is the reason, this is part of the reason that uh, Rocky is known uh, and really he helped to launch, um, or I should say take Jorge Masvidal into a whole new stratosphere because he got caught with that uh, three-piece in the soda running his mouth uh, behind, or I should say backstage at a UFC London card. So, I mean, they, they, they talk and Fabian talks a bit more than Rocky does. So, I'm, you know, I'm not surprised by that or about that. I know um, recently I heard Leoto say that he was fighting again at middleweight because he had been fighting at light heavyweight, uh, but he dropped back down to middleweight because that's where he wanted to fight. The only reason that he fought at light heavyweight was because of the Grand Prix that he was a part of. You know, it's a great opportunity uh, to possibly win a belt. He won the only time that he's held a title when he was in the UFC. It was at light heavyweight, so you know it makes sense. when he's been plying his trade at uh, uh, middleweight. I was going to say bantamweight, welterweight. None of those weights were, were correct. Uh, at middleweight for quite some time now, so uh, it makes sense, and and it definitely, uh, definitely should be really really exciting the reason i picked that as a voice marking matchup is because fabian is really on the rise uh he's had some hiccups along the way uh but even those hiccups that he's had it's been to like the best of uh the best that are out there at least uh that are in bellator uh his two losses because he came in undefeated his two losses were to costello van stingness who is the middleweight champion's training partner and pretty much um, the gatekeeper. He's like, look, you, in order to get to uh, the champ, Gengo Musasi, you got to go through me. He's like a younger version of him, so there's no shame in that. He also lost to Austin Vanderford, who just challenged for the middleweight title. Got smashed, but he just challenged <laughs> for it. And Vanderford was undefeated at the time that he fought uh, Edward. So no shame in either of those losses. Unfortunately for him, those are two in a row though. Right. Now you're taking on former UFC champion, uh, Bellator vet in Lyoto Machida. Like you said, don't say he's old uh, when I beat him because it will definitely be. I mean, it really, even in his, his career, even though he's on a two-fight losing streak, this is the biggest fight that he's ever had. The biggest that he's ever had, regardless of whether he has uh, headline fights or not. Fighting Lyoto Machida is the pinnacle for him. And this is really a make or break for him. If he can't get past the old Lyoto Machida and you lost to the new up-and-comers at uh, middleweight, where do you go? So he's got a lot on the line with it. He's got a lot of pressure on it. He puts a lot of pressure on himself. Uh, but he definitely has a lot of pressure on him uh, for this fight with Machida. His legacy is cemented. But if he wants to challenge for that middleweight strap, then he's going to have to beat uh, Fabian Edwards. You can't keep losing. Like I said, you I already talked about Vanderford. I already talked about Costello Vanstinis. You know, you got to be able to get through these kind of people if you're going to get to Gagar, who already has said, I only got a couple fights left. Like, I'm not going to be flying my trade uh, here very much longer. And he already lost to Gagar. So, yeah, he, he's really got to do something to uh, to get back to where he wants to be. And he doesn't have much time uh, either. I mean, he was born in, in 78. That makes him, what, 42? Mm-hmm. Or I should say it'd be 42 at the end of, of this uh this month yeah he, he's he's got to get it going and get it going quick well i read also that machina was actually also on the last fight of his contract so if he if he wins does he does he re-up and, and sign another contract and get those additional fights that he's seeking or does he just kind of go off the top 
it depends on what he wants to do. If he, if this is indeed the last fight on his contract, um, the likelihood of going back to the UFC slim to none. Like I say, he's forty two, and he's lost like the last three fights in a row. That's not the kind of combination that the UFC is looking for. Uh, could he go to the PFL? I'm sure they take him because if he's fighting, that means eyes are going to be on the screen, and that's what um, that's what the PFL is looking for: people who are going to get others to tune in. Um, but really, his best bet is to re up with Bellator if he wants to continue fighting. And it sounds as if he does. I, it doesn't sound as if he's done, but he may have like one last contract left. Well, I mean, hopefully he gets a chance to go out on top. But uh, based off of, of the, the video I saw earlier, Fabian Edwards looks like he, he's ready to, to get business done and, and prove a point. So that's, that's going to be exciting. Bellator 281 uh, is definitely going to be uh, a fight to watch. Now, um, my favorite fight, if, if there was a, a Wills-Marquee uh, matchup, I'm looking forward to actually seeing uh, the rematch that's actually going to be taking place, uh, which is part two. Uh, between Jamel Charlo uh, and Brian Castellano, because that's the match. That's the that's the fight that I want to see. So taking place on May 14th for the undisputed lightweight middleweight title. I love the, the middleweight fighters. Um, it's actually going to take place at the Dignity Health Sports Park um, in Carson, California. So in the rematch, this was probably to me one of the best fights that I saw in 2021. I personally felt like Jamel Charlo won, but I could be biased. Um, Voice, what do you think about this fight as far as the rematch? Who do you feel took the original fight? Um, and what should we look forward to here? Yeah, so uh, I, I've got a name for you, or I should say for uh, this fight for you going forward as far as the uh, the main card is concerned and the fights that we are covering. Uh, this is Will's one to watch. So, <laughs> so in, in Will's one to watch, and, and I think you did a good job in selecting this as being, you know, if you're going to look at any fight this weekend, and I would agree with you, if you're going to sit down and you only have one fight that you're going to watch this weekend, this would be the fight to watch. Um, the first fight was a very entertaining fight. A lot of well not a lot of back and forth action but uh, you had action going on uh, in the fight um, I am one who believes that it was a draw because uh, because of boxing politics uh, Castanio won that fight Castanio won that fight what? yeah he, he won he won but they they uh, caught they allowed it to be a draw for a couple of reasons one it's in Texas and yeah, if you want controversy and fights, it doesn't matter what it is. MMA, <laughs> uh, uh, boxing, uh, uh, competitive slapping. If you want uh, controversy and uh, and you're looking for that controversy, you want to have a fight with Texas because there's always something wacky going on with the Texas Commission. Um, but yeah, it was in Texas. Charlo uh, hails from Texas. So you, you already have those things built in. Also, he is the A side of things. Uh, and with PBC fighters specifically, generally w w wherever they're going and they're fighting, uh, there, there's, there tends to be a leaning towards uh, those fighters as being, uh, you know, victorious. I mean, just look online. I mean, the Hamanites and the PBC, you know, people, they're, they're uh, they can be borderline delusional, <laughs> which this may get me in trouble again. But hey, you know I, I'm going to uh, to speak the truth, and they can be delusional regarding things. And and I saw it for um, for Castanio, uh, but it was a very very close fight. Uh, a draw was not out of the question, but I thought that Castanio had it. He was a more active fighter. And that's how things go with, with fighting, with judging. You know, it's like, who, who it, do you give more credit to the person who hits the hardest or the person who was doing the most? And that's really what happened. Uh, Charlo was not very active at all. When he was active, 
he was throwing them bows and that that was good but he it was just it wasn't enough for me it's like you can't hit somebody two to three times uh you know around and win unless you're hurting them every time which he wasn't necessarily hurting him every time he hit him um it, it just wasn't enough activity for me i'm, I'm the kind of person it's like in, in order to win a fight you got to fight i'm sorry that that's just my criteria you got to actually fight to win so um so yeah that that's why i saw it for castanio uh should charlo's approach be different this time it better because <laughs> that's the reason you didn't you didn't win outright last time is that you weren't fighting so if he comes to fight then things may be different they may be different uh in a way that he doesn't want because uh Jermel has lost in the past and he's lost to people who fight uh so you know it's going to be interesting to see how um how this goes yeah tony harrison beat him and tony harrison beat him because of his activity when they fought again then uh he knocked him out but tony harrison was winning that fight before he got knocked out got knocked out in the 11th round um so that that's the thing that makes it interesting because to be more active means you also open yourself up to more you know castanio's no punk no punk he he fights he brings he he has more to lose in the sense of he's undefeated you know he he hasn't had many fights but all his fights he's either won or had uh, a draw in so yeah it's he's got a lot to uh to prove and he wants to prove i won that fight and the way you prove it is to be victorious um outright this go around it's, it's going to be an amazing fight. It's going to be uh, uh, on Showtime. They're actually the headliner. Um, now, one thing I know that, that we were talking about right before this that you were shocked at, um, Philadelphia's rising welterweight star, Jerron Enos, is actually going to be facing on the undercard uh, an unbeaten, um, is it, uh, I believe it's Castillo Clayton. Um, Very he- good, sir. Very good. <laughs> so, Voice, what do you think about uh, that bout and how what do you think about Ennis? Man, I, I, I told you as we were preparing and I saw I was like, wait a minute, Boots Ennis is fighting this weekend? I didn't know he was fighting this weekend. Where is he fighting? Because whenever he's fighting, it really ought to be a main event. This man is the truth at welterweight. And again, Hamanites, PBC people, you're not gonna like me very much because I'm going to tell the truth um it's unfortunate or I should let me not say it's, it's unfortunate he's with the right people for his weight class but he's not with the right people for his weight class let me explain PBC has more welterweights than anybody this is the reason that Bud Crawford left top rank was because he was trying to get welterweight fights and it was hard for him to get welterweight fights because all the welterweights were BBC fights so he's in the right he's got the right promotion when it comes to fighting people but he ain't fighting nobody and there's a reason for that the man is a bad bad man and the people who are, are putting all this stuff together even though he, he he's a star he's a star in the making they don't want to really give him to the the others because the others are making money he's not which to me doesn't make a whole lot of sense if you got a rising star let him knock off some of the these older fighters this low-hanging fruit uh people like uh um um sean not sean porter he's not fighting anymore that would have been a good fight, but he's not fighting anymore. But people such as um, Danny Garcia, you know, who he fought in his last fight, but I mean, it wasn't much to write home about. This would be a great challenge for Boots Ennis. This will raise his profile. You know, he should be fighting Ugas. He should be fighting Spence. You know, he, he should be fighting uh, 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 Danny Garcia. You know, th- these are the people that he should be fighting 
because it would help with raising his profile. He's undefeated and he is the truth. I was telling you, he is one of the most ducked fighters. There are three fighters that uh, get ducked and get ducked bad. Um, two of them in the welterweight division. You got uh, Boots Ennis and you got Bud Crawford. They get ducked something terrible because they're the truth. Because they 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 bring the thunder when they fight. They they're real fighters. This is why they get ducked. Because everybody's playing politics and trying to hold on to uh, records and things of that nature. And they know that going into this fight, they may not walk out with the record and with the outcome that they're looking for. Uh, Bubu Andra is the other fighter who's he's probably the most ducked fight. I mean, nobody wants to fight him. He's always about going up and way. As a matter of fact, uh, there's a, a belt on the line. And I think we'll, we may be talking about that fight in just a moment. But uh, Boo Boo was the WBO middleweight champion. He's not that anymore. He gave that up because nobody will fight him, mm. including uh, uh, the headliner's brother. That's who should have been fighting him. Jamal Charlo and uh, uh, Boo Boo Andrade should have fought a long time ago. Neither of them have fought anybody this would have been a time to fight somebody and you unifying belts but you know politics and parlor tricks keep uh keep boxing where it is you can't keep running from the smoke eventually it's, it's gonna find you or 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 boxing fans are gonna literally call you out for not being who you say you are so um i'm definitely looking forward to that and and, and i think i think innocent uh danny garcia would be amazing that's got to happen in the hometown philly uh, I I need to see it, so let's let's make that happen. Um, we got a lot more to talk about. Uh, definitely, um, got updates on uh your man Floyd Mayweather. Um, definitely gonna come back and cover a lot more. So stay tuned. We'll see the voice the main card MTMV Sports. Moving on from a Mayweather fighter to Floyd Mayweather himself. Uh, the great GOAT <laughs> has his next fight, surprisingly, on May 14th. Um, and it'll actually take place on a helicopter landing, pla- landing pad uh, in Dubai. Um, Floyd Mayweather is actually going to be taking on uh, Don Moore. Now, um, if Don Moore sounds familiar, Moore is actually a former sparring partner of Floyd's and was even trained by Floyd's uncle, um, but the thing is, is that, uh, so it's going to be considered an exhibition, um, and Moore actually holds a record of 18 on one, but he hasn't actually had a, had a fight in a boxing ring since 2016. So voice, what are we thinking here with, with, uh, Floyd Mayweather and his continued fighting? I know this is an exhibition, but, um, I don't really want to ask how is this going to turn out, but where does Floyd go from here? Does is is Floyd gonna pick up a big fight, or are we gonna continue to see these exhibitions? And what do you think about the exhibition? Uh, well, Floyd has said that he is retired from fighting. One thing that he's not retired from, though, is legalized bank robberies, and that's what this is. It's a legalized bank robbery. He's uh, robbing the people who are coming to see the fight. He is robbing uh, the nation of uh, of the uae because it's in abu dhabi uh so he's robbing them because they're paying a lot of money to have the fight there it's going to be at the uh uh, or i should say it's going to be on the helicopter pad of what i believe is the tallest building in the world uh if i'm not mistaken so i mean so they're doing this as a means of uh, getting more exposure for Abu Dhabi. They, Abu Dhabi does the same thing with Formula One. They do the same thing with tennis. They do the same thing with MMA through the UFC. You know, they they bring in these people to to fight and bring attraction and say, hey, yeah, look, let's go. You know, to to Abu Dhabi and and spend time there and and tourism. It's a long term, uh, or I should say, it's a long play for them to get people to come. And what better way than putting on you know a big fight in this exotic or i should say it's exotic in the fact that it's on a helicopter landing pad way way up in the air so it's like ooh, you know that that just kind of brings a a level of entry uh into things um 
how are they gonna film it though is it gonna be the, the helicopter the whole time i don't know that you know just again it, it brings a, a different level of entry to the fight but it, it, it's just that it is a legalized bank robbery he's going to continue as long as people will pay him to do these exhibitions he's going to do it now one thing that is not an exhibition or i should say yeah there's one fight there's not an exhibition uh Badu jack uh his fight on that card is not an exhibition uh you also have uh anderson silver uh fighting on that card so it's gonna be interesting uh it's definitely worth sitting down to to watch from well let me not say that i'm interested in it because of anderson and because of Badu, I'm not interested in seeing Floyd fight. He's already shown what he's going to do in these kind of fights. Now, when he fought Tension, that was just an absolute demolition. But then again, Tension like fights at 115 pounds. So yeah, that I mean, it just uh, from a weight perspective, that that was not um, that wasn't a fair fight. We saw what he did with Logan Paul, who supposedly still has not gotten paid. Now, uh, it's probably more so pay-per-view points kind of deal, but you know, supposedly he still hasn't gotten paid for that fight, and that was it was an exhibition. Floyd carried the fight after uh, hurting him a little bit. He was like, okay, well, let's give the people, you know, uh, their money's worth, and let, let's drag this out the whole time. Picked his body up at one point, but I don't. Yeah, know. yeah, yeah. Same thing he did with uh, uh, with Mayweather. He, I mean, not Mayweather. Uh, McGregor. He drugged that one out too. He's like, I can kill this guy at any moment, but yeah, let's just wait. Okay, now I'll go ahead and take him out tenth round. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, this is what Floyd does. He, he's a master promoter. He gets you all hyped up to see him fight, to then see him just play with his food really and do whatever he wants to do uh versus uh being because and we have to remember this is money mayweather it's not pretty boy mayweather two different fighters pretty boy destroyed cats yes money it's about making that money okay so now I, I know that we're saying that these are exhibitions but I have to ask because a lot of people are gonna wonder does this hurt his legacy? And, and and before you answer that, um, I do want to play devil's advocate because we do have, you know, have times where Muhammad Ali has gotten into the ring for exhibition fights also. Mm-hmm. Um, do do these type of fights hurt the legacy of of the greats, or is it just one of those things where it's just like this is what they do and they're still, you know, the, the greatest at what they do? You brought up Muhammad Ali and uh, his exhibition fights. Many champions go on to have exhibition fights after their career is over Give name three people that Ali fought in exhibition okay name one I can't I can't uh, okay I, I, I want to say no I can't and, and the guy's name is on the tip of my tongue, it was a white gentleman that he fought. I believe that was an exhibition, but I can't remember the I can't remember the guy's name. Yeah, I, I can only um I can only think of one exhibition that he had, and that was because it was a mixed rules fight. He uh he was over in Japan uh fighting this guy and it was like they touted as one of the first mixed martial arts fights. And Ali was mad because the guy was like laying on the ground and stuff. He was like, "Are we supposed to fight? Get up and fight! You're not, you're not fighting me." When uh, he was trying to, you know, engage him more so in grappling and things of that nature. That's the only fight I can think of that Ali had that was an exhibition. Uh, Wait, and- I got one on top of my tongue. It's okay. um, the World of Wars. I think it's Antonio, Antonio Inoki. Yeah, that that that's a, that is a fight. Antonio Inoki. Okay. That was the one. That was a mixed rules fight. Yeah, that's what. That's yeah. why I said, hold on, wait. Let me, you know, before <laughs> I say name one, let me say name three because it's gonna be harder than name three. I remember that because there's a T-shirt that I have with, with that on there. So, mm-hmm. so that that is the about the only and the most notable exhibition fight that he had. Uh, the, and again, this is something that has gone on 
for decades. Ali wasn't the first, and Floyd won't be the last. So it it, it is what it is. It's an exhibition. It does nothing to their legs. Awesome. Well, that's great to know. Like I said, as long as he doesn't get knocked out in the exhibition, we won't have anything to say about it. <laughs> even, even if he does, it's an exhibition, so it doesn't count. And in the so, world of in the world of social media, trust me, it's that's gonna count. Oh, They're yeah. not gonna let him. That's gonna be on T-shirts. There's gonna be a Lifetime movie about it with Wesley Snipes playing him. It's gonna be all. It's gonna be all kinds of stuff because that's what the world of social media does. Well, you you said something uh, very important when it came to how uh, Mayweather handled Tank's career. Mm-hmm. Very calculated. He's a very, again, this is money, Mayweather. This isn't Pretty Boy. Pretty Boy fought all comers and was knocking people out and was a terror. Money was about that money. And money is not going to fight any fight that he knows that he can't win. If he knows that it's a possibility that he'll lose, he won't take it. He doesn't need to take it. He can make millions upon millions of dollars fighting former sparring partners. Mm-hmm. I feel like this episode needs to go out to uh, Deion Sanders must be the money song, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, might, might, might have some copyright issues on that. <laughs> it's been another great episode of the main choir with the voice providing the curating and the knowledge of all combat sports. Uh, voice, do you have any last words for us, sir, as we, uh, as we end, this, end this segment here? Uh, just looking forward to a wonderful, wonderful um, May because there are so many great fights as there are uh, in uh, a number of different months, but a lot of good fights and really a lot of good boxing this month. Again, not that last month. Well, no, because we only had the one really, which was uh, the Spence fight. We had both Canelo fights. Uh, now we got Charlo, and now I'm closing things out with um, Tank. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful time to be a fight fan and specifically to be a boxing fan. Awesome, awesome. Well, good people, we definitely appreciate you for uh, listening or watching, however you're actually viewing this um, this episode. Definitely appreciate you joining us. Stay tuned for uh, fight night updates on MTV, MTNV Sports. You can see us uh, Wednesday night. That's 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Also, be sure to stay tuned for new episodes of the main card. And anytime the voice makes his appearance, it's got to be an event. <laughs> My name is Will T. This is the voice. This is the main card. MTNV Sports. We're out. Until next time, fight the good fight.